Good to have you Thank again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. You know, it's, since we've always had new people join the audience that listen to this podcast, um, we'd just like to give them a sense of your roots. So for the new members, if you can kind of give us a sense of your Jamaican roots. Well, I was born and raised in Jamaica. Um, I lived there for 23, 24 years before I moved to the U.S. Um, you know, early, early at the turn of the century. And I, you know, I've, I've, I've had a colorful life. I lived a fairly privileged childhood. I went to a good school in Jamaica, um, toured, you know, I, I went to university for arts and architecture, toured in music for several years with Beanie Man, Kevin Little, Kimani Marley, grew up around Cyan Robbie, and then segued into TV and publishing and all this wonderful stuff in the arts that I currently do. And try to maintain wow. a very strong connection with my Jamaican and Caribbean roots with everything that I do. That's, as you said, a very rich and colorful experience that you've had. Yes. And I know the last time we talked, you were pioneering a really great series for PBS. Give us, a, remind us about what that was about and tell us how that's been going for you. So Taste the Islands, the last time I spoke to you, I think we were uh, releasing the first season of Taste the Islands. And at the time, it was the first and only Caribbean cooking series on national television throughout the U.S. It still is the only one. But we've now gone into the second season of that show. So it's actually, it airs on PBS stations, but it's distributed through a company called American Public Television, which is the largest distributor to public television stations in the U.S. Um, and as you mentioned at the beginning, or as Janice mentioned, we are airing, you know, here in the U.S. in over 40 states. We air in a few Caribbean countries. We air in Canada. And season one was picked up in Brunei. Um, which was very interesting for us. Um, but since that time, of course, we have now kind of segued into other projects. So you, you spoke about Island Origins, which was a television concept that I had even before there was Tasty Islands. Um, we okay. created, yeah, we created a 13 episode, um, season of that show that, that was broadcast. That, that's the one that was picked up in several Caribbean countries on cable. 
um, as well as it airs now here in South Florida. And what we did earlier this year when we were launching the second season of the uh, Tasty Islands TV show, um, I'm allergic to boredom, so I did not want to do a <laughs> typical, yeah, it's a, it's a problem, <laughs> right? I didn't want to do a typical program for our event, and so instead, you know, I chose to do a magazine. Someone from my team said, oh, you should make it a full-color glossy thing, and someone else said, oh, yeah, we should print 5,000 and give them out all over, you know, all over South Florida for Caribbean American Heritage Month. And so that's what we did, and the response was so great. We We titled it Island Origins just to make sure that it was, something that would be very all-encompassing and, and bigger than just the one event that we were representing at the time. And so okay. now we're on to our second issue of the magazine, heading into the third issue in February. It's doing very well. People are responding very well to it. Um, you know, that event that we did in June was well enough, the concept of it was re well enough received that we've now done an additional one in Washington, D.C. at the Embassy of Haiti, and we partnered okay. with um, the Haitian embassy, the Jamaican embassy, and the Barbadian embassy. All the ambassadors came out. Uh, the Jamaican ambassador wasn't there, so her deputy represented. But, you know, we had a great turnout. We've been just doing amazing things in, you know, print, online, in broadcast, and in live events now. And I'm just very excited about where our entire company and um, our vision is going. So let me understand, the, the, this magazine is actually a multimedia magazine. It's not just a print journal? It's primarily have... print. Um, we, uh -huh. we still have a small staff. So we're, 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 we're transferring the print version now to online, and we want to make sure that it's, it's, it's a website that you can visit weekly, and there's fresh material on there, and we're engaging the whole Caribbean American community. Because you, you've probably found this because you're in media as well. There's a lot of media that, and news that comes out of the Caribbean about the Caribbean, but there's not, mm -hmm. and there's news from the Caribbean American community, but there's not a, a lot of lifestyle stuff about what we do and 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 the 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 the, the color in our our Caribbean American community. It's a lot of the Caribbean stuff, and it's a lot of politics and very heavy stuff here locally and not a lot of the light things that make us just enjoy our community here where we are in the U.S. And that's, that's what we're trying to um, put a spotlight on. All right. You're clearly a growing media phenom. And, mm -hmm. and I thank, congratulations for all the great programming and ideas and, I said, innovation that you're bringing to it. Uh, thank let's you. take the 30,000-foot um, view of this. Help mm -hmm. folks to step back and understand the importance of media into shaping the perception of people think of your personal culture and what's your personal goal in helping to develop that kind of um, perception in, in the not just internal audience but to the wider audience as members of the media I think we have a responsibility because people are looking at us and formulating views and opinions and their own, you know, ways of looking at the world based on the things that they hear from us, right, as, as, as members of the media, whether we're CNN or whether we're a podcast online. And so for me, as someone who has taken on the responsibility, nobody bequeathed it to me, nobody asked me to do this, but I have chosen as my kind of platform um, this idea of sharing the fabulousness of our Caribbean American culture. And the, the, the point of that is 
you know, we we come to America from Jamaica or from Barbados or Haiti or, you know, Cuba or wherever we're from in the Caribbean. We come to the U.S. and assimilate a lot of the time to the point where we almost lose some of our culture. Um, I'm not one of those people who is very, very Jamaican. You're not going to find me, you know, making dukuno and and <laughs> dancing on a quadrille or, you know, anything like dressing up like Miss Lou or anything like that, right? But okay. I do appreciate the history of where I'm coming from, and I appreciate the influence of my Jamaican heritage and background on both myself and my community and even on America and the wider world. Like you go to England, you talk to people from England right now, and a lot of them talk about Big Up and Yemen, and it's 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 assimilated into the British culture. Um, there's a lot right. of stuff now. Americans talk about Baby Mama and, and Big Ups and all of these things, and it is is part of the Jamaican culture that's assimilated in here. They all know what jerk chicken is and curry goat, and you know, it, so so. The beauty of America is the diversity of culture. You know, contrary to what our current president talks about, diversity is a wonderful thing, right? Um, it is what it is how new ideas and new excitement and new color and new thought processes and you know all of that stuff is generated because people have different perspectives and share all of those perspectives. And and as a member of the media, for me. You know, my job is to bring a little bit of that Caribbean color and perspective um, to people in this country and, and wherever else people are listening to and reading and watching us and um, and hoping that it will color their lives in a good way. All right. That's great. That's a that great focus, uh, you know, um, mission statement that you have. I yes. want to get a sense of, as you said, we're just a, a growing um, presence in the media. Can you give us a sense of the the uh, Jamaican and even the wider Caribbean media habits and what kind of viewers or or profile um, do we have in 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 consuming our media? Um, you know what typically happens. Um, I, I know you said to be concise, and I'm going to. Um, there's there's a thing that happened when we started working on the first television series. Um, I would right. be trying to call up co uh, sponsors or underwriters for the show, people who I thought would support a program like ours because our our missions were aligned or what, how our audiences were aligned. And a lot of people would say to me, oh, you're doing a Caribbean cooking show. Is this for Caribbean people to watch? And I would say to mm. them, why, you know, I would think, I, I, you have to be very politically correct, but I would think, why would you ask me that? If I was calling you about an Italian cooking show or a Mexican cooking show or a Latin <laughs> cooking show, you wouldn't ask me that because it's, it's white people, you know, it's, 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 it's the mass market that watches these shows and are fascinated by other cultures. So, yes, Caribbean people are going to watch it because they'll see and hear themselves, but other people are going to watch it because of the quality of production we're going to do. What typically uh -huh. happens with a lot of Caribbean media it's, is that we're making it for us. The same way with Jamaican music, you'll find, you know, Jamaican mm -hmm. people singing with their Jamaican accents and their Jamaican um, colloquial language and, uh, you know, in a way that nobody can understand except us. A lot of the time we create media in a way that no one can understand or wants to pay attention to except us. And I think that's, a mis 
I don't want to say it's a mistake uh, because you do have to – somebody has to cater to the grassroots and stay within the grassroots and nurture the people who are still reminiscing for home and wanting to mm-hmm. clutch on to their culture and what have you. But some of us also have to take what our culture is and share it with other people. And so I think that's where the, the typical Caribbean um, you know, media content stays within the Caribbean community. The Haitians cater to Haitians, Jamaicans cater to Jamaicans, the Latin community caters to itself, and we all become these insular little Haitis and little Jamaicas and little Havanas. And um, and I think there's a space for, you know, someone like myself to, or a company like mine, to bring all of that and share it with the general mass market. Yeah, so you said instead of just looking inwards, you need to look outwards. Any exactly. any insights you have and how, how do you even grow? It seems like the language and the way you present it does matter to grow the demographics that would actually consume that type of media. Are there some yeah. special initiatives you're taking to make sure that that takes place? I think we trod on and we, we you, you you grow your network, right? Um, in the digital world, it's done via social media. So you put something up online and you encourage friends and family to share it and you um, put a little money behind things that you think will reach a broader audience. I mean, in, in running a business, you spend a little money to do some advertising and you you reach out that way. But the, the thing is that if you have a good product, um, you you spend a little money at the beginning and or people just word of mouth because they love what you're doing um, end up pushing pushing that thing forward for you via social media, right. via their regular word of mouth, whatever it is. So for, for us, we're going to do a little bit of both. Um, because we go aggressively for larger platforms, so we go for television or we go for the print magazine where you have to run several thousand copies and what have you, and then we hit the ground and we go out and we meet people and shake hands and talk to people and go to events and, you know, we, we work, <laughs> we put the work in, we put the work exactly. in. Exactly. What yeah. is the delight I see that your program is being aired in Brunei, Brunei, yes. you know, which yes. is great. It's halfway around the world. Yeah. Tell us the backstory. How did that happen? <laughs> that there's there's not a whole bunch of um, excitement in that. You work with distributors, so the same way that American Public uh-huh. Television is our distributor here in the U.S., um, we have distribution partners that service you know other places in the world, and they put the show you know out into the out into the ether for um, this country or that you know broadcaster to pick it up and. Um, and Brunei was one of the, the places that um, saw the, the, I guess, the trailer for the show and thought it would be interested, interesting. And as I said, people are interested about other cultures and the way they do things. Right. And yeah, and, and everybody's connected by food. Like food and music are the two things I think that connect everybody in the world. And so somebody liked it. <laughs> they went with it. There, there's not much to that story. Yeah. As I said, in media, we know that I, I'm content is queen. Given mm-hmm. I'm talking to one of the queens of this um, media world, um, yeah. help us to understand the content creation process that you that you've been able to create that kind of excellence in 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 programming. 
Um, it is, uh, I'm going to say it's a little bit tedious um, trying okay. to continually generate things that are um, at once educational and entertaining and um, all that we want to be. So for the television series, we go about it from, you know, that, that 30,000 foot view overhead. Mm-hmm. Um, what do, what is it that we want to convey in each episode? Um, pick a theme and then we drill down on, you know, confer with the chefs and, and drill down on, you know, if they want to, if, if we're going to Trinidad in this episode, what are the types of recipes that they want to do and they build a meal from it and, you know, we build, we go from the top down in that. And we do that with, with everything. With the magazine, it's the same thing. What's the theme of the magazine? What are the major stories we're going to cover? Um, who can, who do we have access to that can talk about these things? How do we make sure that multiple islands are represented in each story and not just, you know, again, because I'm Jamaican, I'm just going to reach for all my Jamaican friends and, and what right. have you. So very strategically, um, we, you know, we have a small team. We come up with ideas on um, the direction that things should go in. Uh, we we talk to everybody on the team and make sure everybody's voice is represented. And um, yeah, we go we go from the high level and drill it down to um, the story, the angles, the all of that, all of that. This is great. I'm pretty sure some young person may be listening to this and say, boy, that sounds so marvelous. I'd like to break into this type of industry. What advice would you have for them? I am going to suggest that they go to um, the, the corporate world somewhere first. Like spend some time at a small company like mine where you really have to to be scrappy and innovative and figure out how to do things with very little resources. Um, you know, when you when you hear, not necessarily, Shonda Rhimes started off very high up the food chain, right? But you hear um, Ava, Ava DuVernay, which is one of the, um, the you know, very fast-moving young uh, producer directors now. Um, what's uh-huh. the name of this? The other um, Isa Ray, right? Isa or Isa um, Ray, who started off, you know, writing things and and making productions with her cell phone, and they they took off because of the strength of the content. Find some right. people like that who are doing things that are small and scrappy and gaining traction with the little resources that they have. Spend some time working with them, but also spend some time working with, um, you know, larger corporations or bigger media companies, um, I'll tell you that was a downfall of mine, I think. I, I never, I've never, believe it or not, worked at a real newspaper, a real magazine, a real production company. I'm self-taught with all of this stuff. And wow. while, it, while it means that I don't have the fear of, you know, not doing things in a traditional a lot faster with my team. You know, we move a lot faster and a lot more um, agile in a, in a more agile way than I think a larger company would. Um, but at right. the same time, the contacts, the resources, the facilities, the financing, all of those those contacts and the, that type of knowledge that you'd get from a corporate situation or a bigger company, I, I lost out on having those things. And I think it would have made a difference, um, perhaps, in the speed and and you know agility with which 
we could have done certain things. Um, you know, there, there's pros and cons to both sides of it. So, so my advice would be to just take a peek at each side. You know, when you do your internship and do some internships, not not just for college credits, but because you actually want to learn something and you want to jump in with both feet. Um, right. But do some of that on both sides, the corporate side and the small and scrappy side, and I think you'll learn a lot more. And do do it as if it's your full time job, regardless of whether you're getting paid or not. Okay. Do it as if you you know you really want to learn something from it. Pour your passion into it. So you yeah. form this team, right? To form a team, especially of creative types, sometimes mm-hmm. like herding cats. How do you? Go about forming forming a team like that and and get it everybody to go in the right direction because everyone, when you're creative, feels pretty strongly about their you know their position yeah. and perspective. Yeah, it ain't happening. <laughs> you're quite right. It is exactly it is exactly hurting cats. Um, you know what? You have to find people who you and them have a good energy together. Um, okay. For me, because many of these are my brain children, you know, the children of my brain and, and my babies and what have you, the team that I have supports me with what I'm, excuse me, supports me with what I'm doing. I support them with what they're doing. Um, we come right. together if everybody likes a concept and we work on that concept. I have gotten past the point where I think anybody's going to do as much as I'm going to do for my company. Um, I literally lean on people for their strengths. So I have one partner right. who has a broadcast platform. He has a ticketing solution. He has some knowledge in online and has good relationships with certain people and what I lean on him for those things. I have another partner right. who is very good at producing events. I have another partner who is very good at, um, you know, producing television content, Luki Chong. He used to do Island Styley for Air Jamaica and, you know, Oliver at large. He was one of the producers on, on those kind of shows and Lime Tree Lane and um, Royal Palm Estate and all these, these shows that we know from Jamaica. My my okay. TV production partner, Luki Chong, was foundation to all of those things. So I lean on him for the TV stuff. Um, my my business partner, who he and I are kind of like equals in terms of building uh, a structured business, is David Muir. Um, he and I are working together because he's, you know, he's about building a business rather than focusing on one section or the other section. So... Right. You, you kind of just yeah. You kind of just have to figure out the puzzle pieces and pull the puzzle together the best way that it's going to work for everybody. That's great. Yeah. As you said, media is growing, and as and online as we go digital, it's growing, and and the, it's like a hockey stick of sort mm-hmm. with new technology platforms that are coming about. Um, yeah. Before long, we'll have um, virtual reality. That's going to be a consuming um, platform. Uh, look out five years. Uh, give us your perspective where you see Caribbean media development taking 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 us. Um, I'm gonna pass on that. Okay. No, I think that's. I think I, I don't. I don't want to pass because it's something that all of us have to deal with. Um, you know, people do podcasts. I'm a, I'm an NPR listener. When I'm in my car, I listen to NPR. Um, I don't have satellite radio. I know there's a lot of people that do. I don't have the VR goggles and, the, you know, 
there are still people who listen to cassette tapes and CDs. And so, right. um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the second and third generation, the younger people, they're into all this tech stuff and the apps and the Snapchats and the, you know, the, the stuff that's the, I'm about to be 40 this month. And so I don't know if I'm, if I'm an old person, yeah, you know, if I'm qualified, <laughs> yeah, I'm old, but I'm over the hill officially. Um, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that the next generation is tapping into. When you ask teenagers and college age kids now, I don't even know that they're reading. They, they see the slideshows on, you know, whichever platforms. They're, they're not even on Facebook anymore. So, so I don't mm. know. I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a little scary to not know. Um, but I think there's enough of us who are, you know, first and second generation, who are, you know, um, mature enough that I'd rather actually deal with a mature audience than try and jump on the millennial bandwagon. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to answer that question in all honesty, but it is something that we, we all have to pay attention to. And if you figure it yeah. out, let me know. <laughs> well, I said the, the content will continue to be queen. Platforms yeah. may change, and so you have to be able to adapt to new platforms to and audiences. And, yeah, exactly. Different way that people talk nowadays. You know, they talk about this, this thing is giving me the feels, and and the you know um, the just the way that they express things in mainstream media. I think we're getting left behind a lot because of just not mm. being engaging. We talk about the persons that do this and we spell things in the British way and, you know, it just becomes <laughs> very old and stuffy. And right, right. You know, we're reaching a small segment, but we're not reaching that big, broad market. And, you know, again, that that's where we'd like to be, so it is something that, you know, my company especially is going to have to pay attention to. Exactly. One of the things why we want to talk to you is because we want to promote our products and let people know it's out there if they're not looking online. So give us a sense of how people can have access to, you know, the products you have and and, and the like. What are the platforms that, yeah. Thank you so much for asking. We're on social media um, with the various um, projects and, 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 and um, you know, things that we're working on. So we have Island Origins Magazine, you can go to islandoriginsmag.com and you can see the the print version of the magazine on a platform called Issue. If you go to the website, it'll take you directly there. We're also uploading the articles to the website so you can read them, you know, as regular website postings or blog posts or, you know. Um, So it's Island Origins Mag, and if you're looking for us on social media, all our handles are at Island Origins. For Taste the Island, okay. which is the television series, you can go to tastetheislandstv.com. Um, there's lots of stuff there, lots of recipes, um, a few travel articles, some of the clips from the shows. The, the cookbooks are on there. Um, and then the, the social media handles for that are either Taste the Islands or Taste the Islands with a Z at the end instead of an S. Um, and those are okay. on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, and then the, the events that we do, the Taste the Islands experience, those are kind of <laughs> the pictures and the video and whatever are kind of mixed up between the island origins and Taste the Islands. 
Um, but you know, if you're on either of those platforms, you'll you'll see kind of things cross promoted and 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 so forth. And you know, I I really invite your listeners to tap into what it is that we're doing. Every now and again, someone will say, "Oh, I heard you on a you know email me. I heard you on a podcast or read an article about you." And I remember seeing Tasty Islands on TV and being so proud that there was something with Caribbean people speaking in our own dialect and speaking in our own accents and and leading um the charge on on something that is aired nationally and um of this particular quality so i applaud you for what you're doing out there in the middle of america and um and encourage your listeners to to tap into what we do um we're we're looking for partners to bring our brands further out into the country so if anyone is interested to reach out to us um holla <laughs> All right, we will holler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simon, do you have a parting word of wisdom you'd like to leave with us? Um, you know what? Um, there's a there's a line in the secret that says, "Out of nothing, and out of no way, a way will be made." And um, you know, I I step forward on faith a lot with all of these projects. Um, my family cusses me all the time because even though I don't have a whole bunch of money. I am constantly investing time in building these things that I think are meaningful and and valuable um and a way continues to unfold and I think it will it will result in wonderful things I hope it is to the to the pleasure of my community and the people that I represent just by being Jamaican and by being, by being Caribbean and so that's what I would encourage your listeners to do. Believe that out of nothing and out of no way, as long as you have faith, a way will be made. Well, I just want to thank you for your pioneering sacrifices, and I know you'll leave a rich legacy years from now. We'll look back at these moments and say thank you, Cleve, for making that kind of sacrifice. Ah, thank you, so my friend. I appreciate more, it. <laughs> so to learn more about Chris Daly, visit Digital Show. To grow media, that's the number two digital to grow media.com backslash carob. To learn more about Jamaican diaspora, visit jamaicandiaspora.com. And to learn more about Khalid and the um, magazine and all it's doing, visit islandoriginmag.com. Khalid, we really enjoy spending some time with you. Bye now. Bye. <laughs>